Hello, my name is John Brink and we are podcasting on the brink from the capital of Northern BC, Prince George. Beautiful day in Prince George, uh, uh, approaching the 10th of, uh, or the 5th actually of uh, July. And uh, yeah, beautiful day. And we have a very, very special guest today. His name is Tees, T-I-E-S. His last name, amazingly, is Brink. And so he is, uh, he is related, and we'll talk about that as well. And so introducing, hi Thies, welcome hi. to the show. John, yes, thank you very much. Thanks for the invite, it's good to be here. So, you live where? I live in the Netherlands, in Delft, actually. In so, Delft? Yeah, so that's overseas. Yeah, so, and uh, Delft, is that a university city? That's right, yes, I'm in my first year. I study uh, industrial engineering. Industrial engineering. Yes, at the University of Technology in Delft. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's the same university as... Uh, is that the third year that you're in university? Uh, the first year. The yeah. first year. Yeah, so I just finished my first year and then uh, now I'm in Canada for the summer. And so, industrial engineering, what kind of a specialty is that? Uh, it's not really a specialty, it's more a very broad study. So, uh, we get taught things like Python, coding, uh, systems modeling or stuff like that but we also have subjects like uh, economics and law so it's a very broad study so it's not really one specific topic it's more a general study which I really like so when you made the decision to go in that direction mm -hmm. what's the objective in terms of a career mm -hmm. um, well what I did after high school I took a gap year and I wanted to... You did what? A gap year. So that's uh, like a year of no studying. Okay. So... Um, so that's taking off a year? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So and I took off a year. And, yeah. And, um, well, actually my initial plans were to go to Canada and to visit you here yeah. for like half a year. Then COVID happened. COVID hit. Everything uh, yeah, was cancelled. Right. My plans didn't uh, went through. So then I thought, how can I still make my gap year a successful gap year? And then I reached out to my network on LinkedIn and I asked people if I could you know, invite them for a cup of coffee or visit their companies. And I called this bagage stage. That's a Dutch term for uh, like a luggage internship. Baggage stage is the name? Yes, baggage so, stage. So what does it mean? Uh, in English, it means something like a, a luggage internship because yeah. my idea with the internships was to so, so for it, the purpose of that is to get involved in a company that is operating and you could stand back and kind of watch what they are doing exactly and if you had if you liked it or kind of give you experience without having to wait until you got yes. the job that's exactly what i what did I that then help you in deciding the course that you would take in university? Yes, definitely. I spoke many people. In the end, I, I visited around 130 companies and I was just, I was a sponge and I absorbed everything I saw. And then I had many conversations with like big CEOs and I told them, what would you do if you were my age? Or I asked them, what study would you like? And this study, like industrial engineering at the TU Delft, it, uh, yeah, many people liked it. And then I thought, okay, it must be a very good study if so many people say it's, it's a good one. And I really liked the things I saw and the subject and the courses you would take. 
So then I thought, okay, let's... Did, uh, do you get a designation after you have studied that, like MBA or engineer or a doctorate or... Mm -hmm. In Delft, everybody is an engineer. So it's a Bachelor of Science uh, and all the, study, all the Bachelor studies in Delft do that. Yeah. And then most people uh, want to do a Master afterwards, which, uh, which is th two years in the Netherlands. And then do you were what after? So first you do the Bachelor, which is yeah. three years in the Netherlands. Yeah. And then you do the Master, like a the Master. Masters. Yes. Then you're an engineer. Exactly. Then you're a Master, Master of Science. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's, that's the, how things go there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason that you did that is to become more rounded in terms of you may well then become a potential candidate to manage or be a CEO yes. of a future company of whatever description. Exactly. Well, I think it's good to know uh, that are, there are so many jobs that I never heard of. Like I knew what a lawyer was, I knew what a doctor did approximately. Yeah, yeah. But then I now find out there's... Architect. Uh, architect, I, I did, uh, I would know that, yes. Yeah. So, uh, but there are so many sectors or uh, jobs that I never even heard of. Yeah. And I think to, to become a CEO, it's good to know something about many, many parts of uh, like the, the whole market. So yeah. that's, uh, I think, and, and mostly it was because I really liked it. I like, I'm very yeah. curious. So I like talking to people. I like getting yeah. to know uh, what someone does, uh, how, it's, uh, how his work looks like, why he does what he does, yeah. why he's successful, how he's come there. Yeah, yeah. good idea. Now, just for the people that are watching, mm -hmm. is that how are you related to me? Yeah, that's, uh, we have an interesting relationship. So you are the brother of my grandfather. Yeah. And so you're the uncle of my father or like my, my grand uncle or great uncle, sorry. Yeah. I think that's, that's the term. Yeah. And mm. your dad's name is? Bart. And, yeah. and Bart, I think he was born in 1967. Uh, 66, yeah. 66. Mm -hmm. I was there uh, mm -hmm. uh, very shortly thereafter when he was born, actually. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we, we are very closely connected as a family. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah. And then uh, the other thing is interesting about it is that you have a sister, mm -hmm. Seuss. That's right, yeah. And, and Seuss also she is you are 20 mm -hmm. you don't mind me saying that right no of course no not. and and Suze is 18 mm -hmm. and Suze is taking the same course at the university of delft as That's you right. are yeah well it, it's it's getting even more uh, coincidental we went to the same high school and we actually went to the same high school as my father did as well which is in Voorburg in the netherlands yeah Voorburg is is a subsidiary or close to yeah. Den Haag. Yes. And Den Haag is the capital of Holland. Uh, no, Amsterdam is the capital of Holland. Yeah. But yeah. The Hague is the capital. Some people don't quite, so mm -hmm. I just... You know, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. No, okay. that's right, that's right. Yeah. So, Voorburg is uh, like a, a small suburb of The Hague, you could say yeah. it like that. Virtually intertwined, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. It's all connected in the lens, because there's yeah. not so much space as here. But then we went to the same high school um, and she was one year below me because she's 18. And then she decided to take a gap year as well, which she has at the moment. She now uh, she went to Spain and she did some Spanish courses. What did she do in Spain? Did she, she was there for about three months, right? Yeah, yeah, she was there for four months and she took Spanish classes. Emerging in Spanish and all she did is speak Spanish. Yes. Nothing else. Exactly. Well, uh, she did More party as well and she met many friends from all over the world. Right, right. 
And she's uh, much into cooking and she likes diets and food. Right. So she took some, uh, she actually visited many restaurants as well. Yeah. She did those like baggage, bagage stage. Madrid or where did she go? Uh, like many restaurants in the neighborhood. Yeah, uh, in Madrid or... Uh, oh, sorry, in, in the Netherlands. This was before she went to Spain. Okay. So, uh, and then she found out she liked the study I'm doing as well. So she likes uh, industrial engineering as well. Right. And then she decided to uh, to follow me and to do that as well. So that's really nice. Now, now you're still pretty young to be in university. And, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, the... Uh, so obviously I haven't seen you in about how long mm, I think last time I was in Canada I was in four years ago or so so then you were about a foot and a half shorter then that's right because <laughs> Tis is about six foot three yeah and that's right. uh, you know so uh, uh, you know the, the other thing that uh, you like studying you did very well in your first year in university well, yeah, I, I do like studying. Well, most of the time, I, I do know what teachers want on, on the test. Right. I, so I think that it's like sort of a hack. If I read a certain page or a chapter, I know oh, this is going to be important. This will be on the test and this and that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think studying was... I, I wouldn't say well, I'm good at studying because it's all... Uh, it just came at me or sort of. Yeah. So yeah. I did graduate with honors uh, in high school. So that's really nice, and I just yeah, recently passed uh, my last exam. So I passed my all my first year courses, yeah. which is uh, yeah, that's I like that. It's Amazing. So you go back to university in September. Yeah, that's right. Then the, the, my second year will start. Yeah. Now the other thing that is interesting about you, because you've been industrious or active in a lot of areas, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the you became one of the youngest mayors of a city in Holland mm -hmm. called Maduro Dam. That's right. And Maduro Ram Dam is a city that is proportionally smaller. What is the scale? Uh, it's scale 1 to 25. 1 to 25 yeah. of, of another city. It's a big city. It has all the regular infrastructure mm -hmm. and budgets and all of those things of a normal city yeah. it has an elected selected mm -hmm. uh, uh, council that's right and you were the mayor for one year mm -hmm. when you were 18 yeah i know i was 16 when i started 16 my yes yeah so i was in the, the fifth class of high school and and correct me if I, they they selected from students that mm -hmm. are studying in Den Haag, in exactly. that area, yeah. and they are selected or chosen by others as mm -hmm. candidates. Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, Maduro Dam is a, uh, a sort of, we call it a theme park, and it's actually a, a memorial to a war hero. And um, the first mayor of the city was our queen, Queen Beatrix. Yeah. She was it from 1952 when the park uh, started until 1980. Right. And since then, they. Uh, got students from The Hague. There are 10 schools in The Hague yeah. and they all can uh, have like one student in the council. Yeah. And then of those 10, one gets elected as a mayor. By the council? Uh, no, by the, the people of the park. So yeah, everybody yeah. that works in Maduro Dam, yeah. which is about... Make, makes the choice. People. Yes. So and you were the lucky one for that year. I was. Yeah, that was very nice. So we all had to do this, uh, this pitch. What an experience. Eh? It was so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of an ambassador. You're the face of the theme park. 
Yeah. But you have two other um, tasks as well, because Madurodam is a fundraiser for charity. Right. So with the, ten, with the council of 10 students, you can give out about uh, 600,000 euros a year. A large budget. Yes, yes, it's very large. And right. you, you can give advice to the board of Madurodam yeah. on which projects you should, uh, we should so sponsor. And we should very sponsor. real in mm -hmm. terms of how mm -hmm. uh, a community like that is yes. managed, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and then, uh, you know, extremely popular, a must-see mm -hmm. for anybody visiting Holland. Yeah. Madurodam is one of the things you must, you must see. That's right. How I many guests do they get in? on an annual basis well due to COVID, many uh, it's, but it's normally normally about 1.2 million a year wow yeah that's that's quite a lot so uh yeah that's it's it's a must see the good thing about madurodam is there are many cities in madurodam so yeah. you can see the netherlands in one day yeah so that's what we what we tell our guests you, yeah. if you visit madurodam you can skip the rest of the netherlands yeah yeah so, uh, yeah now now the other thing about you and 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 your family is that uh, you know the uh, uh, you always had an attraction to Canada, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we like it here. I think it mostly because of you, because uh, like yeah, you went to Canada when you were twenty five, right? Twenty four, yeah. Twenty four, nineteen sixty five. Yeah, and I think we, we see many things of you on the like the Instagram, and we talk to you every once in a while, and uh, we just love it here. So we've been here, I think five or six times yeah and then sometimes you visit the Netherlands so that's that, yeah, it's really nice to be here and you no know, we like Canadian people we like the surroundings the scenery and there's a we like the mentality of, of, of Canada yeah so, do you see that as well yeah and and and, and then uh, you know the Holland is different than Canada it's unique as well mm -hmm. but it's different than Canada a mm -hmm. uh, lot more people probably and uh, mm -hmm. Way flatter, like the highest mountain in the Netherlands, in the Netherlands is maybe, I think, 300 meters or so. Right. I don't know what it is in foot. I think 900 Three, foot. Yeah, something uh, four uh, to uh, one in that uh, area. So yeah. It's very flat. It's, yeah. it's way more crowded, I think. There are yeah. 70 million people in like a way smaller area. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, it's nice to be here. Now, the other thing that you do is uh, you, you also started podcasting. That's right. Yeah. So, so tell me something about that. Yeah, so when I finished my gap year and I visited uh, over 130 uh, companies, people told me you should make a podcast about it and I, you learn so many things, you should give that to other people as well and maybe be a sort of inspiration for people that are uh, choosing a study as well. Yeah, so young I, people in particular. Yeah, young, young people, like people for, uh, that are 16, 17, 18 yeah. years old that are also looking for what, what should I Direction, study. Direction, right. Exactly. So then I came up with the idea of, um, in Dutch, it's called the Studiekeuzekast. How do you call it? A Studiekeuzekast. It okay. translates to... Um, Studiekeukenkast. <laughs> oh, so stu uh, study kitchen no, closet. No, it's a <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just, um, no, it's... Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's a oh Studiekeuzekast. I'm oh, sorry for that. Funny, yeah. Uh, so it's a studiekeuze cost, oh, which keuze, is yeah. uh, making the right study decision. Yeah. So that's the, what the podcast is about. And, and then I talk, every episode I talk to a student and a teacher from yeah. every study in the Netherlands. Yeah. 
And then in about 20 minutes, we talk about the pros and the cons of yeah. every study. So how long are the podcasts? A very short, 20 minutes. Maximum. 20 minutes. Yeah. And, and then uh, you do it from your from your office or from your house? Or? No, we have this portable podcast set. And I can take that to every faculty in yeah, the yeah. Netherlands. So I went from Maastricht, which is all down in the, in the southern south. part of Holland. Yes, to Delft, where I study. Yeah. So And then we try to cover as many studies as possible. Nice. Ah, so that's, uh, yeah, that's what I do. Mm. So, so do you find like, uh, so you're studying in Delft, mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, which is a beautiful city and, uh, and, and one of the best universities in Europe, in mm -hmm. my opinion. And uh, then, uh, you know, like hard to find a place in Delft. Mm -hmm. Do you rent an apartment or what do you do? Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting, interesting question. So in Delft, most students, when they go to university, they go out and they find other students to live with. So that's what I did as well. And now I live in a, a pretty big house with 18 other boys. 18? 18, yes. So uh, it's, uh, it's quite a big Must house. Must be a zoo. Uh, it is, but it's a very organized zoo because we, okay. have, we have many rules that, that keep it like livable because otherwise 18 boys will be a mess. Yeah. So there, I think I'm the youngest with, uh, there are three people of each year and there are about yeah. five or six study years, like okay. we mentioned. So there are three boys from 1920, three from 2021. Okay. They, oh. they do that all on purpose, right? Yes. And yes. then, then some of the older ones right up to 26, mm -hmm. they are in the fifth year. Yeah. Uh, you know, so the, it's, so it's well balanced. Then. Exactly. So then when three people leave the house, there are three new, like fresh, fresh boys coming in that are starting the, the study. Right. So that's, uh, that's the, the whole housing culture. So is that more efficient, really, uh, from a financial perspective? Uh, I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we share the rent of the whole house. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's way cheaper than here. Like, I've seen the, the university here, the UBC, University of British Columbia. Yeah. And I've heard that the rents, rent up here is way higher than, uh, than in the Netherlands. Yeah, it's very high. So Now, you've only been here... In northern BC for this two days, right? That's so right, far, yeah. mm -hmm. so you still have to see our university here in mm -hmm. northern British Columbia is UNBC, mm -hmm. U University of Northern British Columbia. is yeah. beautiful, beautiful university. Yeah, uh, it's it's the highest rated small university in mm -hmm. Canada. Has been for about three or four years. You know, you did something special there, right? Uh, I did. Yeah, I got the uh, doctorates of laws. Mm -hmm. In uh, May 31st, uh, 2019. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So, because of your like uh, of your business, or why was that? Uh, yeah, because of uh, you get uh, selected. Uh, you know, the uh, people bring you forward as somebody that they mm -hmm. consider you would be deserving of it. So it's mm -hmm. a real honor yeah. to have that. Yeah, for me, uh, it was in particular. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I very much like it. And then I had been very, very involved in the university when it first came about, uh, mm -hmm. making sure that we got a university, freestanding university mm -hmm. in northern BC. Because this wasn't here in uh, when you were 20. No, no. It all happened in the early 80s. Mm -hmm. I was then a writing political writing president, mm -hmm. and a lot of people you know, got behind it and uh, putting pressure on the politicians oh. to fund the university. It's an amazing university. The other thing that we have here is uh, uh, amazing college, College of New Caledonia. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, that is uh, very well known too. And uh, Are you involved there as well? Yeah, I'm very much involved there yeah. as well. So My name is on one of the buildings actually oh, it that is. I was involved in. Yeah. Okay. So then you must be very involved there. Yeah, yeah okay. I was quite involved in it. And, and mm -hmm. so, so, so important. Because when I came here in July of 1965, mm -hmm. I arrived... Uh, by Greyhound bus about mm -hmm. two or three blocks away from here mm -hmm. uh, with my one suitcase, my set of clothes and three books and, uh, uh, you know, in $25 and 47 cents. I didn't have a job, didn't know a soul. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there it is, you know, the, uh, and just for our guest, I'll just kind of show it to you. It is the $25.47. The thing that counts uh, for me in my life is attitude, passion, work ethic, what follows is success. And now you're sitting here recording a podcast, having a thriving business. Well, yeah, you know, the, uh, it's the land of opportunity, right? So mm -hmm. as it is in many places, but mm -hmm. uh, Canada is unique. And for me, it was always my dream to go to Canada. So why Canada? Why, why here? Well, we were liberated, uh, you know, in uh, April the 12th, 1945 mm -hmm. by the Canadians and... Uh, Things had been very rough mm -hmm. then in Northern Holland, but throughout Holland. And then the winter of 1944-45 were called the hunger winter. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mother had three kids. Uh, you know, the, uh, I was the youngest. And then uh, my sister Emma, uh, she was one year older. And mm -hmm. Dero, uh, my your grandfather, my grandfather, two yeah. years older than me. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, so, and trying to stay alive, mm -hmm. basically. And your father, where was he then? Uh, he was uh, drafted into the Dutch army. Okay. And he, the last time that they saw him in April of 1940 is uh, during the bombing of Rotterdam. Wow. And they didn't know, for five years, we didn't know if he was dead or alive. So, so you, your mother was a single all, mother? All by herself. Wow. Do you and think things were tough then, right? So... So every morning, uh, what we would do, uh, the kids would go out with gunny sacks to the railroads and pick up anything edible and burnable. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and then uh, at nights, uh, you know, when things were cold, we had this little room, the only place we heated and the little stove that they kept warm. That was the only heat mm -hmm. that we had in the house, you know, so. Do you think this has an impact on your life, like even still right now? I, be I believe so, yeah. Uh, you know, the... Uh, uh, I talk about it more now than I did before. Uh, you know, I'm uh, AD. I'm a classic example of ADHD. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and the book about it that I wrote is uh, coming out. Uh, ADHD Unlocked mm -hmm. is coming out July 15th, and oh. should be available in the stores uh, around the July 25th in that area and on Amazon, and uh, both in uh, in in actual book form and also in audio. Okay, so on we can YouTube and all the other media. Uh, so that so that's the one, the ADHD. But in addition to that, uh, you know, there has been, uh, uh, you know, having been exposed to war mm -hmm. and and things that happen that should not be seen by kids, mm -hmm. uh, dead bodies and and airplanes in the air throwing bombs and all of those kind of things. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think left the effect of uh, ADHD. Uh, you to know, be fair of your father if he was still alive, like all those yeah. things accumulated to yeah. uh, pretty hard youth, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, even after the war, when everybody came back, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the uh, uh, it, it would take, the whole lives had been turned upside down. 
and that for families to kind of get back into a routine mm -hmm. that would take years and years and especially people like my uh, dad uh, you know obviously were affected by PTSD mm -hmm. as, as I did uh, yep. you know as a child uh, being exposed to mm -hmm. things that you should not be exposed to right so uh, it, it had an effect you know there's no question about that you know? but you did went to school right and then how did that go uh, not not a success story, uh, geez. Uh, oh. You know, the oh. uh, I failed grade three, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, nobody fails grade three. Mm. And then I failed grade seven three times. Oh wow! Yeah. Now then? now your dad, mm -hmm. uh, your grandpa, uh, Dedo, mm -hmm. he was very good, and uh, he went to the same university as he did, yeah. uh, as as you and Sus do, and mm -hmm. then uh, became an extremely successful. Architect slash entrepreneur. His company mm -hmm. is still, although unfortunately he passed away in May of uh, mm -hmm. 2019, but mm -hmm. uh, his company is still very much there. My my umbrella company mm -hmm. is the Brink Group, yeah. meaning G R O U P. Mm -hmm. His one that he sold a number of years ago is G uh, is the Brink Group G R O E P. Yes, that's the Dutch, the Dutch version. The Dutch of version of it. Yeah. So actually, what I did is I took the name and I kind of uh, I didn't ask him about it, but oh. I just I adopted it. You know, oh. so the two yeah. big brothers all doing yeah. like their yeah. own things in but different kinds he was, of world. He did very very well, mm -hmm. and he started that in the early seventies, right? So the yeah. uh, or maybe even in the sixties. I forget now when exactly when. I wouldn't know either. No, I'm sorry. So. Then after school, you failed grade seven three times, and then you thought, okay, let, let's do something else. Right? Well, then it was a question uh, from my parents' perspective, uh, you know, that do we send them to the, and they were loving and all of that stuff, mm -hmm. you know, but there were questions about the people, you say, what do we do, send them back to school for the fourth time to fail, or, uh, you know, should we, other people suggested that I should be sent to uh, the school that had, uh, uh, you know, mental challenges. Mm -hmm. Oh and, yeah. And, uh, and or do we get him? Or do we get him a job? Oh yeah. So fortunately, they chose to get me a job in a furniture factory. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, so that's what happened. At fourteen, I wow. worked in a furniture factory. Wow. And became a furniture maker. Wow. Which helped me immensely when I came to Prince George's, mm -hmm. you know, and, and wanted to build my own mill, right? Yeah, and yeah. So that's where your love for lumber started. Yeah. My dad was managing a small lumber company mm -hmm. in, in Holland, and uh, uh, I already acquired the, the love for lumber mm -hmm. is that my grandfather, the father of my mother, mm -hmm. I never knew him. His name was Jan, same as mine. He will be my grand-grandfather. Yeah, yeah, okay. something like that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he was a master furniture maker, hmm. very, very good at what he was doing. Wow. Unfortunately, he died in his mid-40s or so, hmm. but he still has a lot of uh, examples of what he did. Interesting. So, so I, I admired that, and then the other one, my dad worked in the lumber mm -hmm. industry and uh, managed a smaller lumber company and uh, was quite successful at it. And, uh, so that's kind of where the love came from. So okay. I had, uh, you know, in uh, the mid '60s, uh, I already worked for another major lumber company. Mm -hmm. it was actually quite successful, but I still felt I had something to 
improve. Mm -hmm. And then I felt that I had failed really because of failing grade three and then grade seven. And uh, you know, people didn't know about ADHD back then, right? No, uh, so, no. So it felt like a failure, although it wasn't really your fault, right? It's something that either you have it or you don't, mm -hmm. right? So it's not something that you acquire, mm -hmm. at least not in my opinion. And uh, you know, so uh, but uh, you know that's kind of what it was, you know. So mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, so where all the years then passed, and it was not until uh, I was fifty-seven, fifty-eight that mm -hmm. I found this book that all of a sudden explained ADHD and I said, now I finally know who yeah. I am. And then from there on in, it took me another number of years. And before I really, uh, I talked to my doctor about it five years after that because there was shame involved, mm -hmm. you know, that I, and then the other part was I was building a lumber company mm -hmm. and, and I didn't want my bankers to think, well, this guy has problems, Wow, you know, uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I didn't want to really talk about it. And then I went to talk to my doctor uh, five years after I was 57 in my mm -hmm. early 60s and uh, one day I went into my doc and he said, uh, I knew him well, mm -hmm. had been our doc, family doc for a long, long time. And I said to him, I think I got ADHD. <laughs> he said, why? And I, I explained it to him and then him and me together looked at it and got thinking about it. And he said, I think so too. Wow. So <laughs> you were one of the first that came to, to him saying that there's ADHD. He had exists. been exposed to it in some forms, right? Mm -hmm. So had some knowledge about it. Okay. And then uh, it was another number of years until I saw him again, probably when I, uh, you know, I think it was 2008 or so, when I talked to him again and said, you think I should take medication mm -hmm. for it? Mm -hmm. And he said, well, you could, you know, how about Adderall? And, and so he gave me a prescription for 100 Adderalls, mm -hmm. 0.20 or so, very strong. Mm -hmm. I had three pills like that, didn't do nothing for me. And then after that, I never had it again. It's huh. still in my drawer, actually, 97 huh. of them. Huh. And, uh, you know, so, but then after that, in in, in latter part of uh, uh, 2000. 2019 in particular, uh, you know, I started talking about ADHD more. Mm -hmm. And when I did my presentation at UNBC, mm -hmm. after I got the doctorates, mm -hmm. I talked about it more specifically, ADHD and uh, 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 PTSD as well. Mm -hmm. And the and the inner child as a result of being exposed. Oh. And, uh, you know, so, and since the time I've been more open about ADHD and gradually uh, been talking about it more and more and gradually things are opening up more, yeah. stigma is being removed more. And uh, you told me you see your ADHD as like a gift and a curse, right? There's no, there's no question about that in huh. my mind. I call it a superpower. Yeah. I could not do what I'm doing unless I had the ADHD. Mm -hmm. And then I felt I had to write about it. Mm -hmm. And, so that's uh, the book that's coming out. And that's the book, uh, uh, ADHD Unlocked. Mm -hmm. Extremely interesting book, I believe. Mm -hmm. You know, so, uh, and uh, 
It's coming out on, uh, as I said, uh, July the 15th. Huh. And, uh, but since that time, the interesting thing that has happened, it's virtually on a daily basis that I get exposed to people that have ADHD. And, and this morning you were, and so for, for the people that are watching is because of Tish's interest in business, Mm -hmm. uh, he, he has been around me because I'm entrepreneurial in lots of things. We'll let him talk about it in a minute yeah. here. But, so I, I said, uh, you know, he may as well sit into the meetings that we do, give him a better idea. I'm not saying that he doesn't have, but, you know, from the picture that he had before COVID, uh, when he was going to come, to the time that he arrived here a couple of days ago, he really didn't have a good idea of what I'm doing mm -hmm. here. And so what I wanted to do is uh, to involve him in the company. So if we have meetings, he can sit into the meetings. Like this morning, we already had two or three meetings. That's usually what happens every day. There's Zoom meetings, there are other things. And uh, we're negotiating about deals of all kinds of different descriptions. And so he got the exposure to it. So this afternoon, mm -hmm. when we had a meeting, the fellow that we met with, mm -hmm. he was only a little bit into the meeting, and then he volunteered. He was ADHD. That's right. You said you saw the minute he came in. Yeah, virtually the first two minutes that he started talking mm -hmm. about, I, I knew he was ADHD. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you really recognize it. Yeah. So, yeah, very interesting. So, so from your perspective then, it uh, gave you the opportunity, as you did in Holland, yeah. before you chose certain directions and enhance your studies. Uh, you know, so there you had an opportunity to see a bit more of this company that you have heard so much about mm -hmm. because of uh, my, me. Exactly. Because uh, we came to Canada, I think, four years ago, just for, for holiday and to see Benf and Jasper and British Columbia. And then, of course, we knew you had, you had a sawmill, you had a big company, many employees. And I thought, okay, that must be a big thing. And you gave us the tour here and it was, it was very nice. But now I'm, I've been around like for two days and I really see how busy you are and the meetings you have. And there are so many things in your life that you, like there's the book and the podcast and then the, the whole sawmill has to, to keep on running. And like you have so many balls in the air, do you say it like that? Like so, yeah. And that's it's very interesting to see. You're, it's bigger than I expected it to be. Yeah. And I like being the sponge and just sitting at a at a, a meeting and observing what's happening, uh, like learning English words as well and the culture and doing business here, the entrepreneurship. Yeah. So it fits in what you do in Holland, where things are different that's than right. here. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but the basic principles of business are the same. Mm -hmm. The but I always found because uh, even before I came to Canada, I was working for a, a large company in Holland, Billy mm -hmm. Holland, mm -hmm. and part of their auditing and and uh, uh, structure and. Uh, you know, the, what I always found is that things were so formal there mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. That's right, that's right. Here, a lot more casual, mm -hmm. you know, so... I think it's a lot more casual. It's also way bigger or so. Like in the Netherlands, everything is, um, for example, like an industry is mostly focused on the region. 
And I think uh, you told me 95% uh, of the lumber produced at the Brink Forest products is being exported to the USA, right? Correct. Everything is large numbers, large companies. And yeah. There's space here. We don't have this much space in the Netherlands. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's very interesting to see, to experience here. Yeah, and the other part about, uh, and, and I like Holland and I like Europe, obviously. The other part here is that, relatively speaking, we are so young here as, uh, you know, talking about we mm -hmm. sitting in Prince George. Mm -hmm. And for those of our guests that are watching, Prince George is the center of British Columbia. And to kind of put some size behind that, it is probably, British Columbia is the, by far, at least in my opinion, one of the nicest provinces in Canada. Not saying that the other ones are not, they are also, but it's somewhat unique. And, uh, and Prince George is about 800 kilometers north mm -hmm. of Vancouver. Yeah. That's, for all intents and purposes, the center of the province. Mm -hmm. from north to south, but also from east to west. So that's like half a province. If I drive 800 kilometers from my house, I will be below Paris. Like e Exactly. And here it's only half a province. Yeah, only half the province. So mm -hmm. it's so large. And then when I came to Prince George, you know, the Prince George then was a boom town. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, and and then and they were building sawmills and pulp mills, and the normal conversation would be here is when did you get here, mm -hmm. and when are you leaving? So and is that a boom town? It means arriving, making money, and going back. That's what it means. Okay, it's saying that it's not a place to really live, mm -hmm. but it's something to place to make money, and then you leave. Huh. It's totally the opposite now. Huh. Uh, Prince George is unique. It has about 80,000 uh, citizens. Mm -hmm. uh, it is the center of uh, British Columbia. Mm -hmm. It is the, also the center in terms of transportation by road, by rail, by air. Mm -hmm. And, and it will grow and further expand to, I believe, in the next 10, 15, 20 years from now, it will have 200,000 wow. uh, people living here. And then the other thing unique about Prince George is that within 50 kilometers from here, there are probably a thousand lakes mm -hmm. and there is nature all around us. It's not uncommon here that uh, like last week, I saw t two black bears in our neighborhood. You see street. foxes, you see deer, you see, uh, you know, the uh, caribou, not so much here, but uh, moose, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so very much nature. It's it's an absolutely unbelievable, pretty and and uh, beautiful place. Yeah. Yeah. And Brink contributes to that, right? Pardon me. But Brink contributes to the idea of Prince George, and it will stay, I think. Yeah, I I believe in Prince George, and obviously I've been here for nearly sixty years, mm -hmm. and uh, you know we are very in, involved in Prince George and the community, and we have always done that. I have always said that uh, you know th that's part of my culture. Mm -hmm. is giving back. Uh, nobody became poor because of giving back, you know, so, and you should participate or help, uh, you know, mm -hmm. to build the community and we do yeah. that wherever we can, you know, so. Like maybe that's uh, one of the lessons I learned in Madurodam as a mayor, that giving back is, is very, very good. Yeah. So one of the things you do there is uh, you have to organize a challenge. By becoming a mayor, you all give this pitch and in the pitch, you have to present your plan of contributing to, to the community as well. So um, 
my idea was to do something for people with alopecia. Uh, you might have seen it, I have alopecia. Yeah, I'm okay, let's just talk about that a little bit. Is that, mm -hmm. uh, so for uh, again, our guest is that uh, this uh, Thies, uh, at a fairly young age, mm -hmm. actually started to develop alopecia. That's right, yeah, I was about with, 12. With loss of hair. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and that's, how old were you when that started? I think I was about 12 years old. I was in the first class of high school. Quite delicate, right, for a young person to yeah, deal with. Yeah, it, it was not, not very easy, especially at the beginning. But then uh, I, I developed it, there was a small bolt place on my head. And then I first thought, oh, it must be the barber who just cut a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, it stayed. And we went to the doctor and I was diagnosed with alopecia, yeah. which is an, uh, an autoimmune disease, which means I'm not sick or so. It's just there, yeah, there's no hair uh, like on my body, but that's right. it. Yeah. But then I soon gave it a place. I think when I was 13, I saw all, all my friends just treated me the same way. And my family was very yeah. like supportive. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I gave it a place and then now I see it more as a, as a gift actually. Yeah. Because because of my alopecia, I saw many kids who had it. Yeah. Um, I think in the Netherlands only about ten thousand people have it. It's, it's pretty rare. Right. Then, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So but there's an organization that, uh, like, a community of people who have sure. it. And I saw many kids who have it who didn't dare to go to school, yeah. or they didn't want to take a job, or yeah. to sport, or to go to parties with friends. Yeah. And then I thought, wow, that's it's everybody should be a, a kid. Exactly. And then I um, I presented my plan during the pitch. Yeah. I wanted to organize something for them or yeah. to to make sure they know they're not alone. And yeah. you know, it's 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 not bad. It's just there's no hair, and that's it. And you had a period in which you used mm -hmm. artificial hair. Yeah, that's right. I I wore a wig when I was about 15, 16 years yeah. old. And then, uh, yeah, it was just, for example, when I had a football match, I just looked too young, I think, to be bald. And then yeah. I found this wig on a Facebook advertisement, yeah. uh, which you could, it was sticked on my head. So yeah. I could sport, uh, I could sport with it. I could swim with it, I shower, yeah. everything. And it looked like um, there's this famous, famous football player, yeah. uh, Neymar, he's from yeah. Brazil. And he wore about the, the same, it was, the, the hairdress was, popular in the yeah. like four or five years ago yeah then when I was 17 I did this research like uh, your your thesis yeah. for high school yeah and I did it about um, the impacts of your of your looks yeah. on on your uh, feeling of happiness yeah so I uh, I researched many people also um, I, t I told you about the I wanted to do something for people with alopecia yeah. so I invited more than 100 kids to Maduro Dam yeah. and we gave this day with um, like there was a world I remember that was on Facebook yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. right uh, we had this champion world champion of kickboxing who yeah. gave them training in being strong yeah. and we cooked with a famous chef like yeah. a, a cook from the from the Netherlands and we yeah. cooked with insects and I did this research during that day so I, I gave them uh, I, I asked certain questions yeah. and then I found out that um, for most people their looks is not very, it doesn't have a very big impact on their happiness. Right. And uh, for some it is, like yeah. if one but of my... But by and large it isn't. 
No, I think so. I think yeah. like my best friend, for example, he uh, he is a model. I think if he he lost his hair, he would be very very sad. And well, yeah. <laughs> so th there are for certain yeah. people, it will be very hard. But then I thought it's just it's what you make of it, and you yeah. can like glasses half full or just be yeah. positive about it. And then for me, without my hair, I, I would never have been the mayor of Maduro Dam. I no. think yeah. it saves me a lot of time, a lot of money. Yeah. I once did this calculation. If I if I will be 82 like like you, then I would have saved four uh, 46,000 euros, uh, which is about I think 55,000 Canadian dollars saved on uh, barber shampoo, yeah. uh, all kinds of yeah. stuff. So that, that that's that's yeah. a nice uh, nice that, side that's, effect. That's an interesting observation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and people recognize me. This is now yeah. my trademark. Hey, you look good, you know. So I'm not telling you, you that because of uh, your special to me but uh, you do you know so thank you yeah uh, so the other thing i just want to you know i'd be remiss if i didn't talk about that is that uh, you know and obviously your dad and your mom are close to me mm -hmm. both bard and marican mm -hmm. uh, and then Seuss, you know so we talked about Seuss already mm -hmm. she's uh, amazing as well she is and and uh, you know the uh, and tell me a little bit about bard um, well, he went to the same university as his father yeah. and uh, as me, so I'm the third generation at the TU Delft. Yeah, and he's involved in he did, uh, did computer science. Yeah, so he's been in software all his life. Yeah, and then he wanted to uh, to teach. He likes teaching. and yeah. he likes uh, like uh, the high school yeah. uh, students. So now he just graduated. Uh, he did an, another master's yeah. in, in Delft when he was uh, 53. Yeah. So, um, because by becoming is he an teacher, engineer then? Yeah, he was already like yeah. he, he was in Delft. Now he's a double engineer. Yeah, now he's a master's at engineering. Okay. Uh, I, don't don't pin me on that, but I think that's that's about it. Yeah. So now he did his second master um, because if you want to teach high school, you need a certain degree or something. Right. And he got it. Yeah. It's a, it's a first degree. It's called. Yeah. And now he's teaching at a high school very close to my house. He loves it. He loves I it. I know he that, it. right? Yes, yes. Yeah, because I talked to him. Yeah. And then Marikan, mm -hmm. your uh, mom, mm -hmm. you know, so she is also very special. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she was involved in architecture. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then worked for a large, large company managing mm -hmm. all their busy busy job right yeah th that's right she studied architecture in uh, in eindhoven which is another very good university in yeah. the netherlands um so she did some architecture things but then she found out she also likes education so she's now in a uh, she's a manager at a company that um, manages the facilities of or for uh, like high schools yeah so she likes that a lot as well. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, she's uh, she's a lovely woman. She supports me, and like my like my father, I uh, I love my parents. Well, sure. And they, uh, I don't know, yeah, they support Susan me like like no other. So that's yeah. amazing. Now the other one that I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Sandra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Jan, tell about tell me about them. Yeah. Sandra is the sister of Bart. That's right. Yeah. So she's my aunt. Um, and yeah, Jan is her uh, her husband. husband. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have two kids. Yeah, the names are Julian and Nick. Yeah, yeah. so Julian and, Julian and, Nick. and Nick are 
Um, about my age, Julian is actually eight days younger than me. Yeah, they're uh, very close to the yeah, same age. That's right, that's right. Yeah. And actually, Nick is now yeah, close to, yeah, not very close. He's in San Diego. He's uh, teaching, he's 16 now, and he's having uh, like uh, lessons in English. He's on his own? Yeah, on his own. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. so it's very nice because I, I have many friends in the Netherlands and we are in different time zones. Yeah, yeah. So every time when I'm awake, they're sleeping and, yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. But then Nick is the only one who's awake. So yeah. I WhatsApp him like every night. Hey, I was live in San Diego. Yeah. Because he's the only one that's in the like the same time yeah. zone as me. So that's very nice. Neat. Yeah. And yeah. so and you guys are still very very close as well. That's right. You know. So uh, our Bart and uh, and Sandra were very close, right? So mm -hmm. Always were very close. Yeah. And, that's and right. And then obviously I know them so well. And then uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, talk about. Uh, no, tell, tell me what Jan is doing, actually. Um, uh, he's, and, he's and Sandra. A, uh, Jan is a, Jan is a freelancer, so he yeah. does consulting stuff for... Uh, and one time he worked for the Blank Group and then that's he right. won on his own. Yeah, that's right. So he was, uh, he was very involved Very successful, in the, right? Yeah, yeah, very successful, exactly. And uh, Sandra as well, she worked at the, at the bank, a big bank in the Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, and I believe she's freelancing now as well, but I, I got to ask her what, what she's yeah. doing exactly. So she's uh, like a financial. She did very senior role in some of the major banks, right? Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. And maybe uh, Julian, he's uh, studying architecture as well. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. In Rotterdam, so at Rotterdam. the College okay. of uh, Rotterdam. Yeah. Uh, and Nicky. Uh, yeah. Well, Nick, he just finished high school. He yeah. graduated. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's still finding out what he's uh, what he's doing. Yeah. And maybe he will find out. The and to complete all of that mm -hmm. is that then. Uh, you know, uh, Betty, yes, uh, Dedo's uh, wife. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I've known her. She's probably eighty-ish. Uh, she just turned eighty at the thirteenth yeah. of June. Just happened, mm -hmm. and I've known her since she was fifteen. Yeah, you know, sixteen. And Dedo and her mm -hmm. were already together. My my brother, yeah. unfortunately, passed away mm -hmm. uh, last in twenty nineteen, yeah, May thirty-first. Right. But yeah. uh, you know the. They they uh, know knew each other already since they were fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. They had a relationship since they were so young, and they, they never separated. So never, you know, no. they were always close together. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it, uh, it was very hard for her when uh, when Dado passed away. Obviously, I know that because yeah, they did everything together. Yeah. Um, and I think now now she's she's doing she's doing very well. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And she drives a car now. Before she didn't. Exactly, and, uh, and she lives close to yeah. uh, both young. And all Sandra. of you are, are pretty close yeah. together. Yeah, so. we all live in Voorburg, which yeah. is very nice. So yeah, we see her a lot, and uh, yeah, I think she's doing very well. She's uh, yeah, she loves us. I think. Yeah. Uh, I oh, well, obviously. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, that, that's nice. So. On the 13th of June, we went to uh, to the beach. We always do that when when yeah. the birthdays. Yeah. We go to this uh, specific restaurant. Sure. And uh, she likes having. I, I think you, I know where you go there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so called the Waterhuis. Yeah. 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 The, the water giant yeah. in English. Yeah. So yeah, she she likes habits. Yeah. I think that's that's yeah, the same same as you, right? You're yeah. a man of habits as well. Yeah. So, so for the people that are watching, uh, uh, Cheese will be here for. It's about six weeks. He's about been here now for about two, mm -hmm. and uh, he'll stay in Prince George.
kind of shadow me for the next week, week and a half, and uh, then spend some time, uh, you know, in NBC. And uh, obviously, as you already noticed, he will enjoy it. And uh, it also gives you a little bit of a view of uh, my past and uh, the family around me, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very nice to talk Peace. to you. Yes. Beautiful so, having you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much for your Thank time. You. And I hope you keep inspiring people for, uh, for many decades. I will do that. Yeah. Looking forward to your book. Thanks, Thies. Cool. Take care.